Hey, Nate Freeman, what is going on, baby daddy? Uh, just chilling in the city, and uh, unfortunately, I did not have the pleasure of going to see Fish last night. Oh my god, I am too old and too tired, man. Fucking indeed. I uh, I went to join, uh, you know, an event that's um, probably one of the only mass events that's even more monochromatic than a Donald Trump rally. Hmm. Uh <laughs> I, I took the uh, I took the car service from out here in the beautiful Hamptons into uh, the, the Jones Beach amphitheater. Jones, Jones Beach, uh, Robert Morris designed concrete edifice, Jones Beach, <laughs> Robert Moses. Uh, t- to see the hip, the the truly cursed, but in my mind wonderful uh, hippie jam band, Fish. That's with a PH, not an F. Um, it was pretty awesome. I wore Crocs in public. It was kind of embarrassing. There's no way that it wasn't awesome. I mean, it was totally awesome. I've it, seen it was, fish it, shows with you, and I'm not a you, fish we have. guy. It's not my thing, but man, is it fun to go to a fish show with you? I, I had I had so much fun. So I I roll up there in nice uh, nice BMW. Guy drove super fast, trying to cut through the 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 daily um, trade parade traffic, leaving the Hamptons. First people's I bump into out there are a friend of the pod, a curator and art advisor. He has a show up right now with, I believe, the Andrew this Krebs Gallery, gotta be Alex Robert, Glauber. The, the biggest yeah. fish head of them all. Glauber with a, with a Connecticut gentleman himself, uh, Mr. George O'Dell, a uh, former, former colleague of mine at the Phillips Auction House. Just amazing. They were, they were hanging tough, uh, rolling down Shakedown Street. You know, I don't. I don't think they were purchasing nitrous balloons, but the hiss of uh, hiss of these tanks was just rafted through this parking lot. Incredible. It was a weird scene. It was a great scene. The last show you and I went to, the only show you and I've gone to, was at a casino on a Native American reservation <laughs> in Connecticut. That was weird in its own right. It didn't really have like kind of the scene one one comes to think of at a fish show. Mohegan Sun is truly, truly. Uh, a vibe. I remember I upgrade baby upgraded you to the platinum suite. We got got a glass of champagne each when we checked in. I think we we had dinner at michael jordan's the steakhouse i believe we did unfortunately what we didn't realize is they cut off booze sales at like 12 30 um really piss poor planning in some regards there mm-hmm. um anyway so yeah so it was it was an incredible lot scene uh super fun lots of uh middle-aged white dudes some bringing their children which is just, just I don't know, super weird no fucking child wants to be there for a variety of reasons um uh yeah, yeah, it was a wild scene. Uh, went with went with a few buddies. Um, uh, went totally sober, stone cold sober. Danced my ass off. But then, because it was like a kind of a, a Long Island tri-state scene, you had like the kind of the hippie, the dirty hippies. Mm-hmm. You had the yuppified dads that have been into it since the '90s, and you just had the kind of tri-state Yankee and or Met hat wearing kind of bras that, that brought a, a different violent kind of energy in. <laughs> Not a lot of that, but like an, enough to be noticeable to me, including on the parking lot where the aforementioned nitrous tanks are just just buzzing away, filling up balloons, three for twenty, no deal. And I'm not sure if you ever read, I believe it was a Philadelphia Inquirer, whatever the alternative newspaper of Philadelphia that I'm sure is shuttered now, about eight to ten years ago, an amazing article on the Nitrous Mafia, mm-hmm. these kind of um, groups of kind of people that aren't fans of these bands, but are fans of criminal activity mm-hmm. and, and selling drugs. They would buy these nitrous tanks from like, you know, uh, off-kilter dentist office or medical supply companies and uh, and roll around and use somewhat violent intimidation tactics against their com- competitors to uh, to control the nitrous sales scene. It just seems uh, very anti-the-fish ethos, but I understand that there is a stratum of different kinds of fish fans, as you just sort of described. So 
they were probably uh, probably a good contingent hitting that night just pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the salespeople aren't aren't fish fans, but definitely some some of the contingent. I mean, not everyone. I mean, it wasn't that sloppy. It wasn't that gross. Sometimes leaving Madison Square Garden, they have the nitrous mafia where they just kind of pop down between cars as you exit in the whatever it is the thirties there, and that feels a little bit darker because it's like gritty and cold. And, like people are passing out. This felt a little more happy go lucky. Lots of people selling lots of witty T shirts. Um, Lots of like, uh, even in my drinking days, like terrible sounding craft beers uh, for sale. Mm-hmm. A couple of fully homemade bars on bicycles, people just rolling around making full mixed drinks. Gotta love that. It was a, it was a good time. Listen, I've, I've never felt more old and uh, mids than I did at a show like this, but that's okay. Sometimes you have to embrace the inner year. Next time, count me in. I don't want you to ever go to a show without me again. You know, I've just, I, a, a few people reached out to me like, hey, why didn't you? I would have come with you that I never would have thought of. Um, tried to convince... Um. Uh, yeah. Sorry, major major mime out there. But I was I was at a birthday party this past weekend out here, uh, where Sarah Friedlander was, and she was uh, she was explaining to Alex Logsdale how she had a quasi religious experience when she was brought to her first first fish show by the aforementioned um, uh, Alex Glauber. Uh, Alex Glauber, yeah, sorry, I'm in a million different places. Um, but Logsdale did not seem <laughs> did not seem down, but I'd like to drag him. Certainly would take you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Moran expressed some interest. Um, Great, let's all get together next time. Next time, next time. Um, anyway, you, uh, well, I was off um, indulging my inner upper middle class uh, white kid from New England. You were actually engaging in the art world, even with baby or with baby with, and with tow. baby and tow. It was upstate art weekend, which uh, I mean, you know, for me, every weekend is upstate art weekend because I'm upstate <laughs> and there's fucking art. But I guess this was an excuse for for city people to come and join the fun up up in the Hudson Valley where I so humbly reside some of the time and what the fuck does that mean uh, uh, upstate art weekend not, like, not like, really paint, anything honestly can you paint me a little word picture like what'd you see what'd you do well uh i guess there was a sort of loose uh you know idea that everyone was like opening shows uh good friend of the pod daniel oglander's brother eric oglander had a show open at a new gallery in saugerties new york a town that i think you are familiar with Indeed, I spoke to a major collector at a different children's birthday party this same past weekend who had acquired a work by uh, by Daniel's brother from that show. It was a great show, really fantastic. And in in I think what I can say about uh, something like Upstate Art Weekend is there is some cool stuff. Not a ton of stuff. It's not like the Hamptons, but there is some cool stuff happening in the Hudson Valley and the Catskills uh, on a very small scale. You have these small, tiny galleries. Maybe they're offshoots of New York galleries. Maybe they're just their own thing and they're taking over really cool abandoned storefronts in these tiny towns like Socrates um, or Catskill or, or Kingston which is a little bit bigger and turning them into really cool things for the community um, and then also for city people who are there on the weekends um, and so th- this this uh, swivel gallery was in the gallery in Socrates it was a cool example it was yeah a lot of locals um, some you know people from the New York art, art world who were there um, as well uh, and I, I think that was happening kind of all over the Hudson Valley this weekend. The main event that I went to was Saturday night at a new art center called Foreland, which is in Catskill, New York, right across the Hudson from Hudson, New York. Uh, Catskill, kind of a you know up and coming town, I would say, in terms of you know uh, art world happenings. Um, Jesse Aaron Greenberg, uh, who formerly had uh, 
247-365. Down here in the city is now uh, upstate, and he uh, is very invested in Casco. I chatted with him for a while at this this very, very big uh, opening event on Saturday night that, that really drew out a ton of people. There were people from L.A. There were people from from Europe there. It was it was a really pretty great showing. Uh, yeah, I mean, from what I could tell on the internet, the, the overall the Upstate Art Weekend uh, certainly couldn't be commu- certainly couldn't be uh, accused of crass commercialism. No, like much more small scale local. Uh, it was like it was like the old Lower East Side scene of maybe eight years ago. Totally, and like you can very much see something like Foreland, which is in this really gorgeous Civil War era structure right on the water in Catskill. At sunset, it was really gorgeous. I mean, this is a really beautiful thing. You could see it attracting more you know, dealers, some collectors in the years to come and, and it becoming more commercial. But yeah, right now it seems pretty DIY. seems very, you know, local beers, local cider, local food. Like, you know, it's very community-based, which is very, very cool. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Ha- really happy not to take part in it, but love to hear that it's happening. <laughs> right. I mean, like, it's 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 a small thing. It's not for everyone, but it, but it was a good showcase for what yeah, It sounds like real art. It sounds like real, you know, semi-grassroots art, and I'm all here for it. I'm supportive. Uh, and did you mention, is, is Stefania going to have something going on? Stefania Bordolami is, is taking over, uh, I think, an entire floor of Portland, which is a really huge facility, uh, and that's happening this fall. So I think we're going to see more and more you know, uh, sort of interplay between, you know, galleries in the city and galleries upstate or gallery spaces upstate. Yeah, just as, you know, it, it becomes clear there's really cool opportunities and, and, and there are certainly people who are up there willing to go around uh, and people willing to come up from the city. So, yeah, that's an exciting little tidbit that I learned. Uh, very cool for Stefania for doing that. Do you see anyone in particular other than her that was up there and other than uh, JAG himself? Uh, who who was up there? There was there was a number of writers and and sort of some curators. Uh, the great architect Christian Wassman has a house in uh, Woodstock, and he was. Having- Does he ever? I mean, hey, first of all, he's my house architect, as as you well know. Uh-huh. Uh, did my current apartment in the city. Great architect, amazing human being, mm-hmm. great family. Did you go visit his incredible house? Because of the baby, we don't really have the time to do everything christian's a great friend of me and lucy and we really wanted to go see his house we didn't get to this weekend but he had some people over he built a crazy structure in the air uh so people were having dinner above the house um and uh and there were some amazing pictures from it uh yeah i mean the entire house is built around a rock that was a natural feature mm-hmm. of the property that he's had for many years there outside woodstock uh for one understand he used a lot of uh, kind of fabricated off-site Swiss engineer pieces to put it together. It's really a remarkable-looking structure. I haven't seen it myself. I'm looking forward to going and seeing mm-hmm. it. That's funny. I didn't realize people were having dinner above it. I thought I thought someone had rented a drone, and they were just oh, drone yeah. shots. Oh, no, they're up there. Uh, you know, friends of the pod, Joe Cole and Pascal Spangman were up there. They had a pop-up in Ghent. Um, they were chilling at, at uh, I think, the Maker Hotel in, in Hudson, and Joe Cole reported that they have very, very strong and cold martinis. So that is <laughs> well. Listen, then it, then it's halfway to having <laughs> halfway to being an art an art an art exactly uh, in our place already in, in our hub, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. Now uh, crossing the country all the way to Los Angeles, there was a story in uh, I think the weekend's Los Angeles Times, uh, I believe. Did you catch this? I, about I, the... I did. Uh, I feel like I read this story multiple times, but but the LA Times needed to spell it out for its readers once again. New York galleries are coming to Los Angeles. We know this. 
you yeah, you I mean, I, I'm pretty I'm sure you've written extensively uh, in in the magazine, but it's funny. It's mostly always been New York publications, in particular the New York Times. It seems like every eighteen months or so uh, writes either about the rise of the LA art scene or about the migration mm-hmm. of international uh, galleries. The, the article is kind of posed as New York galleries, but it's really some somewhat New York, but really also international galleries mm-hmm. uh, moving into Los Angeles. Uh, um, one takeaway that I got from it was the branding of this neighborhood uh, where our friends Marianne Moran uh, have their space and the David Zwerner Galleries is about to open space and they've called this neighborhood Melrose Hill which I guess we have to call it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not Melrose Place, it's Melrose Hill. Had you ever heard of this uh, parlance before? Uh, I, I might have heard it and kind of dismissed it as some dumb, like, realtor slang, but I think now yes. that, that, that the, the LA Times is on it, I think that this is going to stick, unfortunately. Uh, I guess, I guess. We'll see if people actually use it. I'd never heard it. I didn't notice ever, and I've, I guess I've never walked around there, because who the fuck walks in LA? Well, that's the, uh, the plan. <laughs> a hill. The plan is that they're going to make it a walkable neighborhood it's being developed by this kid named zach lasry whose dad is the democratic bundler uh billionaire and owner of the milwaukee bucks mark lasry and and uh you know the younger lasry apparently was flying new york art people on his private jet back and forth from the coast over the, the cat the last year and a half trying to pitch this gigantic idea for a walkable art neighborhood in los angeles and uh, and all, all all that carbon was burned and and they were able only able to sign up sergeant's daughters and Zwerner. apparently there are more galleries to come plus uh, a little tidbit for the listeners uh i hear that beloved cursed dime square hotel chef himself ignacio matos is going to be opening his first los angeles restaurants as a part of this melrose hill development Oh, wow, that's interesting. You're hearing that first here on Nota Bene, I believe, at least I hadn't fucking heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be his first project outside New York City, I, I believe, I believe right? so, that if, if, if my sources are correct, and I believe they are. Um, so that's very exciting. I mean, obviously, they need to taste what Chef Ignacio is cooking over on the West Coast. Yeah, listen, I'll, I'll go there for the food itself, and obviously Moran Moran and, and, and Zorner. But, you know, I've uh, I spent some time in that neck of the woods uh, uh, very recently, uh, in the past six months, uh, as well as, you know, previously over the years. Ain't no one walking over there. I mean, you, gotta, you better make sure you have the swatch on and not the Roly, because like, <laughs> that, is a, that, is, that is an Eric Garcetti's crime-infested Los Angeles. I know. You, you can't walk over there. Who are you kidding? You're going to get jumps. I mean, like... It's, like... it's like a roving homeless encampment. <laughs> Unhoused encampment. Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, maybe our next president has a plan for for something to do with homeless homeless. <laughs> I would hope so. But yeah, I mean, I, I love I love the idea of it. I love the notion of an East Side Grove, but anchored by galleries and not an Apple Store. <laughs> but the, even my even my uh, even my very adult imagination has trouble picturing it. Well, let's check back in like two years and see if these these Milwaukee Bucks billionaires can make this shit work. Listen, I'm down for it. God, you know, if I had to move to Los Angeles, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be kicking and, str- and, and and screaming. I mean, other than the crime, the weather's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's, there's so, so much crime, just so so much crime. Uh, on a somewhat sad note, uh, speaking of Los Angeles and New York galleries migrating west, it was announced uh, to the press that uh, former gallerist Perry Rubenstein, former male model and gallerist Perry Rubenstein, uh, died in the past few days, uh, cause of death not announced. Uh, famously, he had moved in like, I don't know, was it 
2004 or something mm-hmm. from from New York uh, to Los Angeles to move his gallery enterprise there. He'd always had a kind of cutting edge contemporary gallery and then backed that up with doing a lot of secondary market deals. But he got into a bit of trouble after he moved to LA. Uh, money and business wasn't what he thought it would be, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was doing kind of all the stuff we've come to think of bad actors in the art world that get, a, you know, taste some success and then start to get a little bit uh, of, of water come on board, you know, start doing a little uh, uh, paying Peter or, or stealing from Peter mm-hmm. to pay Paul kind of stuff. And it was in a little bit of Ponzi scheme, double selling artworks. Uh, and, and famously was uh, was told he was all good with a couple collectors, including um, Mike Ovitz, I believe. And Eli Broad as well. And Eli Broad has been reported. And they're like, no, it's all good. You'll make, you know, you'll make good to it. You'll make restitution. <laughs> that ended up uh, turning him into the cops. He spent a little time in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, his life really, it seemed like, fell apart a little bit. So a very, very sad story there. Very tragic. Rest in peace, Perry. Yeah, listen, I, I had some interactions early in my career and like, uh, I mean, nothing big, but he was always like super nice, super, super welcoming, accommodating, wanted to share his program and all that. So, um, you know, a sad, sad story. Speaking of sad stories that I'm a little concerned about, do you see that uh, uh, the, 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 the coal and, and, and gas industry's senator, uh, Joe Manchin, from hmm. the, the the great backward state of West Virginia? <laughs> great state of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Is it a state of Commonwealth? Who the fuck cares? It fucking, shouldn't even exist. It was a compromise, people. It's a compromise. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he, it looks like he has come on board with a uh, with an environmental bill uh, and a, a spending and tax bill mm-hmm. to increase Increase some taxes, uh, making it so corporations can't hide all their profit uh, uh, offshore. Mm-hmm. A number of other things, um, really doing some great things for, for the environment would be one of the the, the greatest um, global warming r- mm-hmm. mitigation efforts that have ever been passed by Congress. Which isn't frankly fucking saying much. And I'm no expert, but tucked in here was in addition to clawing back money. Uh, from uh, 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 from big major corporations was going after kind of sole proprietors and small business people, uh, uh, sole proprietor uh, LLCs, mm-hmm. making between about half a million and a million dollars a year with increased enforcement and auditing. I feel like that, that would a lot, a lot of people working in the art world as advisors such as myself and others may have to make sure their bookkeeping is a little bit more tight and tidy because there's a lot of people that operate right in that zone that would fall under increased scrutiny mm-hmm. i mean this feels like a big thanks obama moment it's like thanks mansion yeah i mean I'm, I'm hoping my favorite bisexual senator from arizona maybe cock blocks that portion of the bill because you know she's kind of right-leaning when it comes to taxes anyway um <laughs> probably great public policy but really uncomfortable if you get an audit even mm-hmm. if you've even if you're totally above board and have done everything correct the amount of time and effort and money you're going to spend defending a, a true open books irs audit audit is not to be laughed off it's it's pretty serious business probably great news for the country and the world but yes bad news for, for it's definitely going to keep it's literally going to keep me up at night i'm definitely going to literally be worrying about if i did something wrong and i i try and do everything uh, according to the letter and the intent of the law but you never know and like i said even if you did as such if they just choose you randomly it's going to be an expensive and anxiety inducing affair mm-hmm. well it's, it's so funny how so many things that are that are good for the world aren't great for the art market. Not to mention, yeah. Just <laughs> let's let's not have too much introspection on that, shall we? It's summer after all. Mm-hmm, yeah, I, I think that we'll, let's just let that sit for a second, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll table it. We'll table it. Mm-hmm. I have not been offered as of yet of uh, a ride uh, for the not this weekend, but the weekend afterwards from here in East Hampton all the way to Pitkin County Airport. But mm-hmm. I guess they're going to be having some art events out There's there. There's going to be a lot of art events. I've been getting some invitations, which is very nice, uh, even though I've, I think I've told everyone that, that I'm on daddy leave. 
Uh, they just they want me so badly. It's 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 really nice to hear. Got they know you'll break eventually. Mm-hmm. I got a very very nice invitation to the home of very very notable uh, collectors with private in, a private institution in Miami. I'm not going to say who it is. You can probably guess uh, that will the get. Do they play tennis? Uh, I can't comment further than that, but... Do they play tennis really, really well? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who it is. Apparently, the guest list will be A++, is what I heard, which just... I mean, I feel like they, they're looking for press. They probably want us to talk about it. Uh, well, I, I, I don't think I should name the, the collectors, but... But that's interesting because you know I've been to their home and I've never known them to open their any of their Aspen Life to public events. Is it is, is this hypothetical group uh, uh, going to be uh, hosting in their private home or in a third location? It is. It is at their their private home. And wow, uh, that's major. That's major. So uh, so there's stuff going on in Aspen, and yeah, we won't be there. But you know, if you're if you're going. Maybe maybe hit us up, give us some tips so we can discuss it at length. We l- or call in, if, or if you want any tips on some great hiking trails, uh, the best weed dispensary. Mm-hmm. Um, you we know, know ask- how how to sneak into uh, how to sneak into the belly up for the after party, mm-hmm. any sort of stuff like that. I can let you know about, uh, and I know Nate can as well. Uh, they have an auction. I know so there's a great Joel Messler painting that he has donated. Mm-hmm. For the Aspen Art Museum, and in addition, um, uh, Jonas Wood. I'm sure there's a bunch of other. I think there's a fucking like a, a mid to low level art fair too. There is. Uh, I think it's called. Oh God, is it called Connect Aspen? What's it called? You know, you have an invite right in your inbox, like six things. I don't. No one wants me anywhere. Let's, uh, this is this is slightly intersect Aspen. Where I was almost almost oh. there. Almost oh. there. Oh, that sounds like a digital networking conference from two thousand uh, nineteen ninety eight. Well, if that gets if if, if if that's not exciting enough for you, I guess you can check out the symposia over at the Aspen Institute, which is yeah, always uh, always. A, a oh, I want to give a big a, a big letter of recommendation to Upside. I don't know the name of the cafe, but the cafe on the top of the Aspen Art Museum. Oh, a has an legit. incredible view, but they do a salad with like a with a rotisserie chicken on it that oh, I highly yeah. recommend. I would, fuck yeah, with it's that. like it feels healthy. Like you've been on a hike, but you want something kind of yummy because maybe you had a, maybe you had half a gummy before the hike. That is what you want to go for. It's exceptional. See, see, this is this is why you tune into Nota Bene for tips like that. And where else are you going to hear that? Where are you going to hear that? You're not going to hear that from anyone. Yeah. That's important. Important. That's actually. Well, that's service journalism, I think, is what you it people call is. it in the in the in the in the ink trade. Well, um, meanwhile, over on in in our Aspen, uh, up in the Hamptons, there seems to be some stuff going on this weekend. Uh, are you are you going to go to the Watermill Gala, Benjamin? Fuck no, brother. There's no chance in hell I'll ever go to another Watermill Gala. That is, I mean, I know I overuse this word we're cribbing from some but that is truly a cursed event. <laughs> Please elaborate. And like so, it, who knows what it's raising money for? Like maybe they do artist residency. I've never known anyone of import to uh, to have an actual residency there. Um, it, it's like full of like bad performance art. You have to wend your way through and mosquitoes. Um, for for Bob for the important iconic and influential Bob Wilson, and God knows what that man is raising money for. I think it's mostly for his lifestyle. Shout out Bob. Bob is just. Like I mean, truly, I, the only thing I know. The only thing survivor. I know is they do every. He's a total survivor. No, he's a fucking legend. Don't get me wrong. Absolute legend, historically. But from what I can tell, the only thing that the watermill benefit raises money for is the next watermill benefit. Mm, well, I mean, if, if if the people out there like anything, it's, it's a little bit of a grift. Well, it's truly the worst of the worst show up to this thing. I'm sorry. You know who you are. It's people who show up to the opening of a, a, a tennis sardines. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I'm not, I don't mean to be a vitriolic about it. I have some funnier things I could say, but it would get me sued. <laughs> 
let's not get the, get sued again. But I I might I might and a, a constant uh, you know emphasis on might here uh, show up to an event the following weekend uh, celebrating ballroom Marfa that I know you'll be in attendance. I I, at. I will be in attendance. My one pop into the Hamptons this summer. I got to do it for Ballroom Marfa, which I do. I, it's an institution that I, that I, enjoy. I hear it's going to be a gorgeous event. Mm. I have several friends on the the host committee or whatever the fuck they call these things. Mm. Uh, a couple of them even realized they were. A couple of them were surprised to them when I mentioned it. Um, but uh, they say it's going to be beautiful. I might pop in, but you know, mm. I feel like the real powerful and anyway, the real business people uh, are exactly not. Yeah, those so I might show up to the Marfa thing. I know you're going to be there. Hold on one second. Looks like the cleaners it, are here a little. That, that that's something that seems special. But yeah, most of, most yeah. of the billionaires are just partying at fucking like david zaslov's house and shit like no it's yeah it's the, th- it's the interstitial things i went to a really nice dinner party at some friend's house i won't mention well lots of parties lots of places i'm not going to mention i did get to to swing down to chum's crib and hang out, out uh, a lot Langhorn. of great art world people were there hadn't been there in a minute one of my favorite houses in the hamptons mm-hmm. uh anywhere and just one of the one of the most generous and graceful and beautiful hosts mm-hmm. uh he was hosting a kid's birthday party a kid that wasn't you know not his progeny uh just a, a friend's child what a guy there's a bouncy castle there was a water slide i was a happy boy a, did you go in the bouncy castle i did not but did i go down the water slide is there video? Yes. <laughs> Will it ever be on the internet? No. <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of that video. I'm going to put it on the no, internet. It's, it's, on, it's, it's only on my phone. My son took the video. I swore him to... Uh, don't don't look at Instagram Sunday morning. Um, wait, so something we didn't mention that's in my notes. So what's the Jorge Perez uh, thing in Aspen? Does it matter? No. I have to cut this out too? Cool. Um, oh. Oh, but speaking of important news... There was a, a, a heartache, a, a breakup. Honestly, this uh, is the only thing that people in New York are talking about. Shaking New this York. This is the only thing. It's that, that noted Richard Prince collector, Emily Ratajkowski, and uh, her husband, alleged producer at Alara Pictures, Sebastian Bear McLeod, a.k.a. Sibo, or Splitsville. Wait a second. You're telling me that this guy that no one ever really heard of but is a big money kind of Hollywood producer is a douchebag? No, I actually, you know what? I'm gonna go to bat for Sibo, who's only been nice to me. He's a super okay. You know, okay. Um, he's getting he's getting ripped left, right, and center on the on the internet webs. Uh, yes, this is true. Uh, also, you know, we should point out that you know Sibo also comes from an art world family. His mother was Liza Bear, one of the co-founders of Avalanche, a very important '70s Soho. Did art not journal. know that. That's iconic. Mm-hmm. So you know, this- so so, but I assume I mean, so he's a film producer. His mom started a, uh, an important, but you know, a non-commercial magazine. Huge family money, huh? Like massive, <laughs> just gigantuan. <laughs> not quite. But, uh, no, but this is, I think, a very, you know, one of the more noticeable downtown New York couples the last few years, plus, you know, very, at least art adjacent. Um, there are rumors of cheating going on. There's, there's you know, spotted in various parts of town, um, and everyone is trying to figure out what is going on. I mean, to be clear, the rumors are that he was cheating. Yeah. Those are the rumors, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, no one is entirely sure what's going on, but everyone's trying to figure out there are... People saying that, that that there's a certain person in the art world who might be newly attached to Emirata, but... Oh, you're just going to leave that there, that big fat one. You can't even touch it. You're just going like, to leave I, me I hanging. Can't, I can't say it because I haven't confirmed it myself. But she was spotted oh my gosh. D- taking a tour of a show in a Chelsea gallery. Bleached hair? Don't care? Can't say anything else. 
Okay, I think I know who it is. Then. <laughs> That's the only. <laughs> well, I guess there, there actually there are a couple options. There are a couple options. I have I have my I have my favorite guest, mm-hmm. and, and and happy birthday to him. Um. Uh, so that's sad to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you going to an opening tonight? Is there? There's still openings. What, what month is it? Isn't it basically August? Well, I mean, there aren't so many openings or any anything at all that we can do. We're basically staying in the neighborhood. We're in the city, but uh, our local gallery, Karma, which happens to be basically on our block, has an opening tonight. I believe our plan is to swing by. Um, I have a meeting of the minds with friend of the pod, James Michael Cardoso Schaefer, beforehand. Excited about that. Are you gonna give him some tips on being a dad? Because he's next up. I certainly am. I don't think we're gonna be talking about sales. I think we're gonna be talking about babies. Yeah, he's got a two for one special mm-hmm. too. Um, well, I'm sad to miss that unit. So you're gonna hit up Lucy Sam before? Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna go by the cafe. Are you gonna have a martini? Nate? Um, that remains to be seen. It's really hot out, and 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 that's not necessarily the drink to get when it's really hot out. But there is. What's your what's your hot weather drink? Are you like? Are you a Campari guy? Are you an Ingrosi guy? Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Just, uh, I know, but we should keep it on martinis because there's a, there's a, as you as you've termed it to me in a private text, a kerfuffle. Uh, well, let it let it be known that we are fans of the the new Chelsea Hotel. They've invited us into their rooms. We have supped at their restaurants. We like them. But some we recorded an episode live from the the Hotel Chelsea. Some news came over the transfer that was a little bit disturbing, though. Uh, apparently, the lobby bar is planning on serving what they're calling a Duke's Martini, named... Well, well we're, friends, we're, we're friends and fans of the Duke's Martini, are we not? Oh, we are. We are. But I believe that this appropriation is a, a bit too far. Uh, well, some might say a crime against humanity, <laughs> but yeah, sure. <laughs> Call it too far. The whole idea of the Duke's Martini is you're having it at Duke's, and Alessandro is pouring it for you. He's got the Amalfi Coast lemon as your, as your twist. It doesn't really work if you're not at Duke's. It's like, if you were the inventor of Facebook, you'd invented Facebook. If you're having a Duke's party, you're having it at Duke's. Like, it just doesn't work the other way. Yeah, and it looks like they're just, uh, you know, so they've described it as they're, it's on a cart, which is like Duke's, so check. There's only one choice of gin and one choice of vodka, and they were garbage garbage choices. Like, Kettle, kettle One was a vodka, and like, I don't know, Tangeray or something. Just shit. big red Bombay flag, Sapphire, big red flag. They're, they're encasing the bottles in ice, which is just a cheesy early 2000s <laughs> club move. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, you're not going to have Alessandro, and you're not going to have the Amalfi Lemon. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take it the way he makes exactly. it. Exactly. There's, I mean, the thing about Duke's is that it's not like a fucking like mixology bar you're not there to get like the greatest martini of all time it's just gin from the freezer and like the tiniest tiniest bit of vermouth and then the magic of alessandro dukes it's not like you're going to fucking you know whatever those like mid-aughts like milk and honey yeah like you're not going to one of those shits you're going to just a very really great clubby room where alessandro shows martinis yeah, it's not a transferable thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a recipe. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of being. In fact, I would say it's a way of seeing the world. Mm-hmm. And you can't convey, convey that in a watered-down version. And the more I think about it, the angrier I get, Nate. For and me. worst of all, these fucking cops are limiting people to two martinis, which is just comical. Which has always been the Duke's rule, by the way. Uh, Yeah, I, I think that that's more of a guidepost than a rule. Uh, <laughs> Have you, are you trying to say that you've 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 blown past that guidepost? Uh, I mean, I I'm a rule follower most of the times, but I can't say that I have abided by that guideline every time I've been a Duke. 
If you can handle more than two of Duke's martinis, two of, more than two of Alessandro's very hefty pours, then all the power to you. And if you can leave under your own locomotion, like, God bless. Uh, well, I, I, I have no further comment there, but I just found that, that rule, to, you know, when they so explicitly state it to be a little bit of a buzzkill. Okay, well, my the, the cleaning people have shown up hours early to the house. I need to figure out how to get myself dressed out of the house. I'm going to try. This is going to be an attempt. Uh, supposedly, we have a guest that is down to pod. Supposedly, they have a gallery that's in East Hampton. Perhaps they're there, although they've given no indication of a time location. I'm going to pack up the gear. I'm just going to go and go for an ambush, 60 minutes, morally safer style interview. Love it. Maybe... After this, you'll be you'll be hearing that after the little commercial break. Maybe, Maybe not. you won't. Yeah. I don't I don't know yet. Either way, I'm putting this up tomorrow. We're doing an episode a week, even though it's summer, even though we're lazy. It's gonna we happen. We gotta give we're you the note of Benny. We gotta give it to you. Yeah, well, the people want it. The people the people we really give the want people it. What they want. Yeah, and with that, I am. Oh, I do want to also mention uh, a little bit of housekeeping. A lot of people sent me their addresses over the Instagram for hats in exchange for posting finance reviews. I have the hats. They're in my office in New York. I have your addresses. They're saved in screenshots on my phone. Eventually, the addresses will meet the hats and will make their way to you. It's not going to be tomorrow, but I promise I'm going to get you a hat. Excellent. And the hats are set. All right, that's it. Not a bad All right, my friends. Ow. Ow.